time for the clucking Oscar prediction. And here's your host, Damon the Gobbler Anderson. Hi, everyone. So, as you heard, we're going to be doing our uh, Oscar predictions and, you know, maybe throwing in who would we want and then versus who we think is going to win. So, right now we have with us Mr. Nick Fargo, Mr. Nick Wood, and Mr. Ian Novak. Howdy. Oh, I was a little hoarse there. What's up, guys? It's time for the best dick time of the year. I thought you were about to say best dick. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll compare later. <laughs> that was the best answer I could have went with. Uh, lightsaber battle later, guys. <laughs> cross the streams. Sword fight. Don't cross the stream, guys. <laughs> So we're gonna start very tame, I feel like. So I think we already started pretty tame. Yeah, we went in hard, literally. <laughs> and this is the this twenty twenty one Oscars. Yes, yeah. this is gonna be our twenty twenty one. Which obviously this is much different because of let's just call it the shit show twenty twenty. So stuff got moved and things like got eligible actually for this year now are actually in it to fill it out. So that's the biggest difference. No. And the fact there's actually gonna be nobody there. It's fit, it's virtual. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, and I kind of thought we could go like you know one person picks or does their who they think is gonna win, but who they want to win. That works. That works. Uh, and if we want, we can just kind of go clockwise. Or if I'm going. All right. So Damon, do we need start, to uh, start with Fargo, then Wood, then me, but then the next one do Wood, then me, and so on. Okay. So so you want me to. Uh, just kind of throw out the nominees and yeah. films and whatnot. Okay, well, we'll start off with writing for original screenplay. And the nominees are Judas and the Black Messiah, Minari, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago Seven. And yep, for Mr. Fargo, you can go first on this. All right, so... Uh... What I want to win, I want The Trial of the Chicago 7. I really enjoyed that movie a lot. Um, and I think it does have a good shot of winning it. But okay. I think also think that Judas and the Black Messiah also has a good chance of winning it as well. So, so who you want and who you're going with? I'm, I want The Trial of the Chicago 7. And he thinks that The Trial of Chicago 7 possibly has a chance to win it too. But also, Judas and the Black Messiah. Don't be surprised if Judas and the Black Messiah wins it. Okay. Um, damn, that's tough. Um, I actually recently saw a trailer of Chicago 7, and it was fantastic. But my pick, personally, would be Juice and the Black Messiah. That's been my favorite movie this year. Um, but I think Promising Young Woman's gonna win it. Okay. Um, I also would personally pick Trial of Chicago 7, because I think Aaron Shorkin is a great writer. Uh, and I honestly think that it will win. Uh, I think that Judas and Black Messiah has a definite chance, but I, I just hear more about Aaron Sorkin's writing than most stuff about that movie. So, And if you guys remember that have listened to it, that was my personal favorite movie, so I'm pulling for that. Okay. That's fair. And, I, you know, I may not be as well-versed between you two on the, the movies for sure, because, like, I don't, you know, obviously don't watch as much. But, uh... I'm going to go with, uh, what I would want is probably Trial of Chicago 7, because, I mean, it's great cast, great story, like, the character, like, you know, this, a, a film gets buzz and praise, because, I mean, it most of the time deserves it. Yeah. And I honestly think Minari actually has a chance of winning, because I've been hearing really good things. It's really good. But, but again, though, it's writing that you're looking at. Yes. So... What, so are you going with Chicago 7 or not? For my personal choice, Child Chicago 7. Okay. But what I think is going to get it is Minari. Okay. Okay. Okay, and with that out of the way, now we are going to writing for adapted screenplay. And your options are Borat, subsequent movie film. <laughs> And I'm not, the, the whole, it's the whole title, and I'm not going <laughs> to read the whole title because it's, like, super long. Uh, the second one is The Father. Uh, the third is Nomadland. Third, uh, fourth is One Night in Miami. And fifth is The White Tiger. 
Okay, so my personal pick would be Borat, uh, but I am quite sure this is going to be Nomadland. Winning it. Okay. Yeah. Um, I. I think that it also might end up going to Nomadland. Uh, I also would probably... I, I mean, I would probably pick Borat 2 also if I wanted to, but Nomadland is getting such critical things about that, and I feel like it also was adapted from something, so I'm going to give it to that. Uh, I See, I've, I've watched about half of Nomadland, yeah. and so far what I've seen, it's very good from what I've seen. Uh, I also would choose Borat because I mean there's just so much I, I love the Borat movies they're great and honestly I'm, I'm I want to go with Nomadland but I, you know, I'm going to go with that but I also I want to throw in the hat for One Night in Miami because yeah. mm-hmm. I think that there's a lot of potential there to win oh I think it's the only thing that it's up for so I would actually yeah. be happy if it won I, I actually think that there's a good chance that it, it might win. But I, I still think Nomadland will get it just because, I mean... No, Fargo? I would also love it if Borat won because Sasha Baron Cohen just went all out for this. <laughs> like, he definitely deserves it. Yeah, for sure. He almost got he almost got attacked by like a violent 3% because <laughs> they found out that he wasn't a bluegrass singer. <laughs> He was actually just Sasha Baron Cohen making them look stupider than they actually are, which is already pretty stupid, but that's neither here nor there. I'm going to say that Nomadland is probably going to win it as well. So that's the first one we're all agreeing yeah. on who we think is going to win. Yeah. Unanimous. Unanimous. <laughs> okay. Now the next category is visual, visual effects. effects. Yeah. And here's your nominees for that. And that is Love and Monsters, The Midnight Sky, Mulan, The One and Only Ivan, and Tenet. Some of these I, again, have not even seen. Um, I don't want to give anything to Mulan. I don't want to give anything to that film. I was so mad at it. Uh, I'm going to say Love and Monsters is going to win. And of them, I would have to say I would personally pick Tenant because that's the only one I've seen, really. But I really wouldn't even want to give that visual effects. That was practical stuff, so. Yeah. Okay, for me, I hope uh, the microphones didn't catch that. I hope it did. I feel like they did. Now they're curious. <laughs> I, I think <laughs> what I want and what I am going to choose is the same thing, and that would be Love and Monsters. Because, I mean, you're right with Tenant. It's a lot of practical effects. Yeah. Like, there's not really anything to... In Milan, there's... No. <laughs> there's no. I don't think it should be in for visual effects, it shouldn't, but... It shouldn't be in here. Uh, so I'm going to go with Love and Monsters. I'm also going to go with Love and Monsters for um, what I would want and for what I think is going to win. So, feeling pretty confident about that. Okay. I'm going with Tenant on who I want and who I think is going to win. Okay. That's fair. Yep. Uh, the next category actually is something that I feel like I have a little more verse in, and that sound. Yeah, this is also something that happened, is that they decided to get rid of two. It was sound mixing and sound editing, and they yeah. just decided to okay. shove it into one. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, your nominees are Greyhound, Mank, News of the World, Soul, and Sound of Metal. And for me, my two choices are, again, same thing, Soul. So, so you're picking Soul and you want Soul? Yes. Okay. Wait, wouldn't it have been him starting? No, it no, wouldn't have been me. And I, I only want it because the uh, fact that uh, the Nine Inch, uh, Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails oh, had so much to do with this, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I love it. Yeah, I'm also going to go with um, Soul as well for both because it's just a fantastic film. And also Trent Reznor. I'm going to go... What I want is soul, but what I think, because I saw it recently, uh, Sound of Metal is going to win. I want and will pick Sound of Metal, because if there's one thing this movie deserves to win, it's their sound. Also, fun fact, Mank 
was uh, the original score was uh, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Yeah. So it was just wow. Nine okay. Inch Nails in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, Sound of Metal. I have not seen it, but I yeah. re- that's one of the movies that I've like been like I really I actually really want to see it. that because the idea of it is actually really really cool. And you're probably right. Like the sound, if anything, it's kind of it reminds me of a Quiet Place in a sense because like it's like the whole idea of like. I mean, well, but think about it. Sound is also in the title. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, you know the whole losing thing and like, yeah. it, it, it's just yeah. I think it's fair. And so our next one would be production. Yeah, production design. And your nominees for that is the father, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Mank, News of the World, and Tenet. Original score. Production design. All right. Um, what I want to win probably going to be um, I'd say Tenet, but um, what I think is going to win is probably News of the World. I'm, uh, I think. Uh, who I want to win is uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, yeah, but I think uh, Mank is going to win this. Well, I can kind of just say I'm kind of in the same realm as Wood. Yeah. I, I want Ma Rainey's to win, but I think Mank is because it's going to win. New, I think it's going to win probably the most things. Yeah. And I, I'm actually following with you guys because uh, I, I, I 100% agree. I think Mank is definitely going to do some sweepage. <laughs> Let's just say that. It's a Hollywood movie about Hollywood. Right? Okay. Not, not discrediting Fincher at all, but... <laughs> yeah. Okay, the next uh, next category we're going to go with is music, original song. The nominees are Fight For You from Judas and the Black Messiah, Hear My Voice from The Trial of Chicago 7, Who's a Vic from Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga, Scene from The Life Ahead and Speak Now from One Night in Miami. I would pick Fight for You from Judas and the Black Messiah, but I think Speak Now from One Night in Miami is going to win. This is something that me and Wood feel the same about. I think Fight for You should win, and I would pick, but Speak Now is probably going to win. I think for me, I'm going to have to go... Fight for you for both. Uh, I believe that's probably the case. It's got the best message in my opinion. But I would also go with uh, fight for you for both. So I think we're kind of split on this in a sense. I mean, we both think that fight for you should win, but we kind of differ on who's okay. gonna win. Yep. It, it, it's also a thing where it's again, it's the only thing that one night in Miami is really up for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, this is interesting right here, uh, because the next one is music, but it's original score, and the nominees are Defy Bloods, Mank, which is Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, Minari, News of the World, and Soul, which is also Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. No, Trent Reznor had a big year this year. Yeah, it's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff, too. Like I'm I mean, the only people that had a big year. Yeah. <laughs> um... See, the tough thing for this is whenever it's uh, somebody that has multiple, I always feel like that cu- that cuts them out now. Mm-hmm. So, and I personally would, because this is the only award that it's up for, I'm going to say Defy Bloods, because that should have been up for Best Supporting Actor. Lindau was robbed. Uh, but what do I think? I'm going to say Mank. Okay. Uh, for me, I'm going to go with, actually, what I want to win is Soul. And what I th- probably think is going to win is Mank, actually. No, sorry, not Mank, uh, Minari. Okay. Yeah. I think it has good potential. So I also want Soul to win because, again, Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, and plus I just love that movie in general. Soul was fantastic, but um, I do think that um, The Five Bloods has the best chance of winning. So that's your that's gonna be, that's your thought pick or that you want. I said okay. divide bloods. Okay. I'm going with soul on both. I think it's gonna win and I think it deserves it the most. 
Okay, fair. Uh, the, the next category is something that we actually, actually, I actually enjoy this category, and it's makeup and hairstyling. Because, like, that's actually, I feel like, a big part of a movie. It can make and break a movie if they, they look completely ridiculous. Um, and your nominees for that are Emma, Hillbilly Elegy, <laughs> <laughs> Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Mank, and Pinocchio. Like Pinocchio is a thing? Mm-hmm. I, I suppose so. I can't pick that because I, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I mean, honestly, I, I think uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom has it knocked down. Uh, that's my choice, and I think that it's going to win. Yeah, I agree. Ma Rainey's uh, Ma Rainey, I have a good feeling, is going to win both, and I think it deserves it. I'm going to follow along and say both as well are going to win, and I think they deserve it. I'm going to follow except one thing. Okay. I think Ma, I would give it to Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, but I think Emma is going to win. I wouldn't be surprised. Because uh, that was tailor-made for this category. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, our next category is going to be film editing. And again, another thing that can make or break a film. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, your nominees are The Father, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of Chicago 7. I want the Trial of the Chicago 7 to win it because that was my favorite movie of the year, honestly. Um, and I think it has a good shot of winning, so I'm going to pick that as well. Um, I think Sound of Metal should win, but actually I'm going to go with the upset and say The Father is going to win. Hmm. Um, I think Trial of Chicago 7 is going to win, and... I don't know. Uh, I guess I would have to lean towards that I would actually pick it. It was between that or Promising Young Woman for me, as far as what I would pick. Uh, I, th- I think I'm going to go with Charles Chicago 7 as like a per- my personal choice, but I, I think Nomadland actually is going to... Really? Yeah. Because there's a lot of steady shots, so I don't really get much of the editing, but that's just me. <laughs> I mean... This one's uh, kind of a bigger one, I would say, and that would be no, no, awesome. okay, okay. Well, I mean, still another big one, costume design, and <laughs> your nominees are Emma, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Mank, Mulan, Mulan, and Pinocchio. <laughs> Can we just agree that we're none of us are going to pick Mulan for any of these? It's just a shock that it's in here. I know. Yeah, especially for costume design. Like, uh, so, uh, let's see, that would be Wood, right? Yeah. Um, go with I want Ma Rainey to win, and I think they will win. Um, again, I'm going to basically do the same thing like last time. I, w- I would pick Ma Rainey, but I think Emma's going to win. Uh, for me, I think, I think Ma Rainey actually is going to win. And it's it would be my choice to win personally. I think it looks good. Like I think the costumes are great. But I mean, you know, you're, you're probably honestly, you're probably right, Ian. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Ma Rainey's Black Bottom for both. So that leaves Ian as the odd man out on who's going to win. <clears throat> okay. Uh, our next one. category. Yeah, it is one of the bigger ones. Uh, cinematography. One that was originally pulled and then put back in. <laughs> Interesting. Huh? Yeah. Your nominees are Judah and the Black Messiah, Mank, News of the World, Nomadland, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. Um, without a doubt, I personally would pick, and I think Mank is going to win, because that is definitely one of the standouts of that film is the cinematography. I feel like I have to do kind of a shot in the dark on this one because uh, I mean I, I'm just gonna go with Judah and the Black Messiah and I, I but I mean I'm gonna have to probably go with you Mank. so so you would want Judas and you're gonna go with yeah him. yeah 
Yeah, I think I would have chosen Mank, and I think Mank is going to win because just cinematography was just fantastic. I'm actually going to go with, I want News of the World to win, but I think Nomadland's going to win. Mm-hmm. And I think Nomadland's going to win the most Oscars. Interesting. Not by choice, but I think it would. I, I think either that or Mank are actually going to win. It will get close, but I think Nomadland's going to win more. This is another big one, and that is animated feature film. Ah. Your nominees are Onward, Over the Moon. This one kills me. This one kills me out of all of these. A Shaun the Sheep movie, Farmageddon. <laughs> Soul and Wolfwalkers. Can we all just say what we want, that we think and we'll win? It's not even close. Soul. Yep. Soul. Um, actually. Oh, oh whoa. <laughs> Hold the phone, people. I want. I, I would like Soul to win, but if you guys have not watched Wolfwalkers... I think it's gonna I win. I thought you were gonna say Sean the Sheep. <laughs> no, I think Wolfwalkers is gonna win. I think I think oh. actually, you know what, let me reverse that. I would I would I, would, <laughs> I was gonna say it's not even gonna be close. I would want Wolfwalkers to win because it's beautiful. Is it's it, a is beautiful it, is film. It, is it the two D like hand drawing? Yes. Yeah, I've heard of that but I've not seen it. Absolutely beautiful film. And I mean, Soul's gonna win. Honestly, come on, yeah. like that's not that's not hard to. Let's be real. I personally think that was the easiest one for me. Yeah. Kind of like oh yeah. Well, it was only easier because the only other animated film I put above it was The Willoughby's. I I think the only one that even probably they would even consider is probably Onward, yep. and that even then that was okay at best. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. But I mean, I think Soul's gonna win it. Yeah. And then this is another kind of big one, yeah. Actress in a supporting role. Nominees, Maria Bakalova from, for Borat, Glenn Close from Hillbilly Elegy, oh my God. Olivia Coleman from The Father, Amanda Seyfried from Mank, and Yu Jung Yoon from Minari. Alright, I think I want Maria Bakalova to win it because, oh my God, she was fantastic. Yeah. And like... What she did to uh, Rudy Giuliani. (laughs) (laughs) She deserves an award for that. So I'm going to choose her as who I want to win. But for some reason, I feel like Amanda Seyfried's going to win it. But I would choose Maria Bakalova if it were just up to me. Because that scene was just fucking fantastic. The one thing I appreciate appreciate about her, actually, is the fact that, like, she's just kind of a, you know, she was an international, uh, international star. And, like, he's like, yeah, no, he's going to get someone who's not known, like, no, just no one else would know her to bring her to come do that. that, that I love that. That was one of my favorite parts. <laughs> I uh, agree with Fargo. I think Maria Bakalova should win, but I think it's going to be Yoon Yoo Jung from Minari. Hmm. Um, I I would pick Glenn Close. No, uh, <laughs> who, who is the first person ever to be nominated for an Oscar in a Razzie? So it's, um, it's an astute honor. Uh, <laughs> I feel like of what I've seen, I would have to lean towards Maria's, who I would personally give it to. Um, I don't think Amanda Seyfried has actually done as much in Mank as some might think. But I'm going to say you, Joan, is going to win from Renari, even though I've not seen it. Which will count this year for me when I do my best pictures, (laughs) because it was technically this year. I I, I will agree with you, Ian, actually. I'm 100% on board with that. Uh, and then actress in the I was gonna do a actor in a supporting role. Oh, okay. Oops. And then yeah. we can jump. Ladies first. Okay, so now it's actor in a supporting role, and your nominees for this one are Sacha Baron Cohen for The Trial of the Chicago Seven, Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah, Leslie Odom Jr. One Night in Miami. Paul Racy, Sound of Metal, and the Keith Stanfield for Judas and the Black Messiah. Oh, man, dang it! Two Judas. Two of my the boys Black from Messiah. Judas, but they were both fantastic. But I gotta go, Daniel Kaluuya. I think if he's gonna win an award, this is definitely it. And I want him to win, and I think he's gonna win. 
Um, well, kind of though, going back on what I said earlier, if there's two people from the same thing in the same category, they kind of cancel each other out. And the only thing I would say is that the film also then kind of feels like it's for Lakeith Stanfield as much because it's a bit more about that, but I would personally pick Sasha Baron Cohen. This is actually my favorite performance I've ever seen him do. Uh, and but I think Paul Racy from Sound of Metal is gonna win. Okay. Uh, for me, I, I actually uh, I think I'm gonna have to go with Daniel Kaluuya for both. I think he deserves it, and I think he has a good shot of winning it. Did too. you just call him Daniel Kaluuya, like like the coffee liquor? Yeah, it's Kaluuya. I don't really know. <laughs> hey, that's, that's, good. Good. that's good stuff. Something's on his mind right now, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we'll not get into the day that he has had. <laughs> As he slurps this drink. Um, but uh, I'm stuck between, in terms of who I want, between Lakeith Stanfield and Daniel Kaluuya. But um, I guess in terms of who I want, probably be Daniel Kaluuya. Kaluuya. Hallelujah. Um, but who I think is going to win, I think Paul Racy. I, I, you know, I, I also don't want to overshadow Leslie Odom Jr. Yeah. Not in my, I think yeah. that he actually has some potential there as well. Yeah, this is the first sure. category I think all five of them were Yeah, there's, there's potential for yep. all of them. There, again, though, <laughs> the, there should have been one other name in here, though, I would yes. want to pull out of here. And what's that? Uh, uh, Defy, Defy Bloods. Defy Bloods. Uh, God, why am I blanking on his name you now? You said it earlier. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, I know what it is. I just don't... Move on, move on. Yeah. I don't want to keep looking okay. stupid. Dead air. <laughs> now we're getting to the big ones. Yep. Actress in the leading role. <laughs> and your nominees are Viola Davis from Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, mm-hmm. Andrew Ray from the United States versus Billie oh, Holiday, man. Vanessa Kirby from Pieces of a Woman, Frances McDormand from Nomadland, and Carrie Mulligan from Promising Young Woman. Son of a bitch. Wait, I hope this isn't me. Okay, I'm last. Is it me? 20 years okay. I don't know who it is. Uh, <clears throat> I actually think Viola Davis deserves this. So you think she's going to win and you would pick her? Well, I, I think she deserves it. That's my personal, but I honestly think Frances McDormand's going to win. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go with Damon. I think Viola Davis had a fantastic performance in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, but I think Frances McDormand's going to win. I'm actually picking Carrie Mulligan. From okay. Promising Woman. That she was incredible. Um, and I think she's going to win. Okay. Um, all, pretty sure all of these, but there's one here that I've not seen. Uh, all these do deserve this recognition. Viola Davis actually now has been nominated the most as a woman of color. That's awesome. For yeah. best. She's great. But I'm going to say Carrie Mulligan is going to win, and I would pick her because I finally did see Promising Young Woman. She's excellent. Yeah, without her, I, I mean, I just. Now, this is this is one of the big ones. Big, big ones. Actor in a leading role. Your nominees are Riz Ahmed. From Sound of Metal. R.I.P. Chadwick Boseman from R. Rainey's Black Bottom. Anthony Hopkins from The Father. Gary Oldman from Mank. And Stephen Yoon from Minari. So, I think in terms of both categories, I want Chadwick Boseman to win. And I think he's going to win. I really, really want Chadwick Boseman to win this, but uh, uh, I think Anthony Hopkins has a lot of mm-hmm. pull right now, and he's got a lot of momentum, and I think he's going to take it for the father. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, it's ba- it's basically, yeah, the, the cut young one versus the old veteran, and I've not seen the father. That's why I could not go with it. So I would, per- but I would personally pick Chadwick Boseman. I don't care if he did die; he did his best job that he ever has. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Save the best for last. But I... And I think they're gonna do it. They're they're gonna stick with that formula and honor him. So I'm gonna say Chadwick is gonna win it. I have no problem with that. I I would put money on Chadwick Boseman winning it for sure. And that's that would be my choice of who would I think's gonna win it. And honestly, I'm gonna have to say that's probably my choice. I think it's probably one of his best performances, if not his best. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I yeah, I definitely that's my choice for sure. Next okay. is directing. Yeah. Now we are going to directors. The nominees for directors are the movie Another Round, and that's Thomas Vinterberg, Mank, David Fincher, Minari Lee Isaac Chung, Nobel Lynn, Chloe Zhao, and Promising Young Woman, Emerald Fennel. I chose Chad. Uh, I'm going to pick who I want to win first, and that's Emerald Fennel from Promising Young Woman. But I think it's going to be Chloe Zhao from Nomadland. I would personally pick David Fincher for Mank. Um, now, here's the thing going into this for me. Chloe Zhao has been winning everything. Like, every award that's up for her, she is the winner. But is this going to be another Michael Keaton thing? <laughs> Where he wins everything leading to the Oscars, and then he doesn't win the Oscar. <laughs> Which I was so pissed about. That's my bad. Uh, but I am just going to play it safe, guess, and I'm going to go with Chloe Zhao. That's fair. I, w- I would pick Mank, but I'm going to go with No Man Land. I don't know if I can pick a personal choice, honestly. But I actually think Leah Isaac Chung is going to win for director. Really? Wow. Yeah. Do something. Um, personally, I would also choose David Fincher for Mank. And, um, but what I think is going, who is going to win is uh, Chloe Zhao from Nomadland as well. And then it's the big one. The biggest one. Oh, boy. We are finally down to probably the biggest category of the whole night, and that is... Best Picture. Your nominees for Best Picture are The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, The Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago Seven. Oh boy. And I get to go last. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Again, there is only two in here that I've not seen, which are The Father and Minari. I've heard great things about both. I've heard much more things about Minari, though. Uh, I've been hearing more things about Anthony Hopkins for The Father. Judas and the Black Messiah is really strong, and it just barely got in here, but it deserves this recognition. Mank is the most nominated, but I don't see it taking the top prize. Promising Young Woman is a great step, but I don't think it's gonna quite get there. Uh, Sound of Metal, again, is a nice big one for here, but I don't think it's going to win, even though it's probably my top three out of this. So it comes down to Rumi with Trials Show 7 and Nomadland. And I think because of the voice and how, how it resonates right now, and the fact that it's my favorite movie from last year, I'm going to say Trials Show 7 is going to win, and it would be my pick. <sighs> and it comes down to this. I honestly, I think, out of all this, my personal choice would have to be Nomadland. Hmm. And I honestly think, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ballsy, and I think I think Minari might take. Hmm. Be like a parasite. Yeah. I, I actually because there, there's a lot of upbeat and like those type of films, like you know, in the. There's good potential well, there. Well, it was 2020's Parasite. Yeah. Yeah, it was really good. I mean, Nomadland, you know, for, like I said, you know, I've seen about half to maybe three-fourths of it, and it's good. And I, th- I think it has the potential to be, you know, I, I think it definitely is deserving if it wins. But, I, you know, I may be wrong, and but I think Minari at least has a good swing. Uh, well, I think of, of everything, that would be like only two things that you would have it winning. 
and it, the second one at winning is the top prize. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. So, in terms of who I would choose, it would be uh, Trial of the Chicago Seven. Again, like Ian, I think it was my favorite movie of that year. And um, in terms of what I think is going to win, I'm also going to say Trial of the Chicago Seven because it was fantastic. Judah, Judas and the Black Messiah would have been my second choice, but. I really enjoyed Trial of the Chicago 7. My top two are Trial and Sound. Hmm. I'm actually going for a upset on who I want to win. That's a Promising Young Woman. Mm-hmm. I just recently watched it again, and I just think it's amazing. But who I think is going to win, and like I told you earlier, they're going to win the most, and that's Nomadland. Yeah. I think, I mean, I see, I haven't seen Promising Young Woman, so. And also, then coming off of this, I'm pretty sure this would be the only time and first that a best director, Chloe Zhao, is then taking over a Marvel project. Interesting. That yeah, would be yeah. interesting. What is she taking and, over? Uh, Eternals. Huh. So she's going from Nomadland, this quiet, simple thing, to, to Eternals. To a Marvel movie. <laughs> Crazy like the Eternals. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We, I'm, I'm a little worried about that, but we'll see how that goes. Well, but then especially the hype that's going to have that you have the best mm. director coming into yeah. this now. Yeah, but that see that I I feel I I would feel bad for her because then you have this thing where a it's, lot of pressure. Yeah, like you're like okay, you just won best you know best director. Well, if like, or, or if anything that might keep keep uh, the studio actually away and just say just do you just do your thing. Yeah, I think so. Well, I mean, that could be. I yeah, think if she wins, she'll be really confident, and this will it'll just boost her confidence. I think she's gonna kill it with that. That would be my only thing is like they they assume that they're like okay, best director, this movie's gonna be great, and then it's just garbage, and you're like oh, like because that could that could ruin her whole career yeah. from a, just a move like that. And you know, again, the biggest thing though that it comes down to is. Does this really matter? But no, but yes, but no, but yes, because we know how most of us probably feel, though, about the Oscars, but it's it's just the, it's the prestige thing that we are told. What if we did a Razzie's prediction? Uh, I mean, it's a, the problem with the Oscars is it's sometimes up in I, the air, because, like, you sometimes, you know, like we were just discussing earlier with, you know, Shawshank, we think, should have won. Yeah. And, but it was going against Forrest Gump, so it's like... Well, but we were then talking about how that was a stacked year, though. Yeah. Is that Pulp Fiction? Like... But, but then we have stuff like uh, Crash winning over Brokeback Mountain, like yeah. we were talking about earlier. And then they pulled them again in 2015, and they said Brokeback Mountain should have won, so... It definitely should have won. That's why this is, like, all kind of, d- do we really care or not, but... And, but... The thing, though, that I have the biggest gripe, though, about the Razzies is that Stanley Kubrick was up for Razzie for Shining. Nah, that's true. And I feel like those are always trying to just have, like, let's just make Piss fun of this. But, and, I, and then the other biggest thing is I'll give that Halle Berry actually was there for her award. I can, I'm going to, the Razzies have already been finished, so oh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and tell you that. Okay. So Worst Picture was down to 365 days. Absolute Proof, Doolittle. Thank you. Fantasy Island and music and absolute proof one. What? I don't even know what absolute proof is. It should have been 365. Worst, worst actor, Robert Downey Jr. for Doolittle. Mike Lindell for absolute proof. Michelle Marone for 365 days. Yeah. Adam Sandler for Hubie Halloween. Oh, God. And David Spade for The Wrong Missy. And Mike Lindell one for absolute proof. I don't know what this absolute proof is. Worst actor. must be bad. <laughs> Anne Hathaway. The last thing he wanted in... Earl Doll of the Witches. Katie Holmes for Bombs the Boy 2. <laughs> Kate Hudson for Music. Laura Lapkus for Wrong Missy. And Anna Marie Sikluka from 365 Days. And it's Kate Hudson for Music. We're supporting actress. Glenn Close. <laughs> Billy Elegy. Lucy Hale from Fantasy Island. Maggie Q from Fantasy Island. Kristen Wiig from Wonder Woman 1984. I'm so glad so that's on there. So nobody from Fantasy Island won. Maddie Ziegler from Music and the Music. Oh again. yeah, that that was just oh my gosh, <laughs> that was awful. I can't believe they did that. <laughs> I thought that was a good idea. It actually was actually in the Golden Globes Jeez. until it got so much backlash they took it out. Jeez, <sighs> that movie like we're supporting actor Chevy Chase, the very excellent Mr. Dundee. Rudy Giuliani as himself for a <laughs> movie film. 
Shia LaBeouf for the tax collector, and I talked about that in my worst. Arnold Schwarzenegger in the Iron Mask, and Bruce Willis in three movies. Yeah, Breach, Hard Kill, and Survive the Night. But Rudy Giuliani won. Yes. <laughs> what, was that, what was that movie that we were uh, that you kept for? Like, what is this? Uh, I don't know. Worst screen combo. Oh gee, it better be 365 days. I will, I will pee all over. Adam them. Sandler in his grating simpleton voice, Hubie Halloween. Warren <laughs> Lapkus and David Spade, the wrong Missy. Harrison Ford and that totally fake looking CGI dog. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. in his utterly unconvincing Welsh accent, Doolittle. Rudy Giuliani and his pant zipper. Yes, definitely is Rudy Giuliani. Borat and Rudy Giuliani won. Worst director. Charles Band, all three Barbie and Kendra movies. What the hell? Barbara Bielowicz and Tomas Mendes from 365 Days. Stephen Gaughan from Doolittle. Ron Howard, Hillbilly Elegy. And Sia for music. And Sia won for music. Yeah, that's probably fair. Worst screenplay. 365 Days, all three Barbie mm-hmm. and Kinder movies. Doolittle, Fantasy Island, Hillbilly Elegy. 365 Days finally wins for worst screenplay. <laughs> Worst remake, rip-off, or sequel, 365 Days, which is a Polish remake, rip-off yep. of Fifty Shades of Grey, yep. Doolittle remake, Fantasy Island, Hubie Halloween, it's a rip-off of Ernest Scared Stupid. If you think yeah. about it, it is. Wow! Yeah, thank you. I didn't even think about it. Well, screw you for trying to get over Ernest. <laughs> and then Wonder Woman, <laughs> 19, right, Wonder Woman 1984, I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad that's on there, Yeah. but Doolittle is the winner. Oh. I had such high hopes for '84. Yeah, that's that's those are the one, those are the ones that showed. What was that? What more. was that for the worst film? Um, it was 365 Days, Absolute Proof, Absolute Proof, Doolittle, Fantasy Island, Music, and actually Doolittle and Fantasy Island are both of my worst. I've never seen Music or Absolute Proof or 365 Days. 365 Days is one of the worst films of it. I mean, seen. I, I think it got the most nominations. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! What? Ow. I know what it is now. What? I don't know. Absolute I, proof. You guys are going to I'm sure I've heard. Die. I just didn't. My Pillow CEO, Mike Liddell's film, claimed a Chinese cyber attack flipped the 2020 election. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what the? Hang on a second. Absolute here. proof. The My Pillow guy any... trying to prove to us that Joe Biden doesn't deserve to be in office right now. Any, uh... The top note cast. His, his highest honor was getting to destroy a. Planned Parenthood in a movie. Jeez. It, it won, yeah. It, it says, it, under it says awards. I'm like, oh, click. And it says Razzie Awards. <laughs> worst picture, worst actor. Was he in it? Huh? Yes. He has to have been in it. Oh, I love this. This is a one-star rating. The The main title is Absolute Poop. The My Pillow Guy is an idiot, and this docu-movie is a total snooze fest. Lots of made-up data without credible sources, or more commonly, sources not even provided. So-called experts are just as bad. A bunch of fringe characters who have been discredited and whose opinions have been proven to be without merit in the courts. The worst part, though, is how boring it is. Two hours of the My Pillow Guy stroking his massive ego... It's a two-hour documentary. It's got a 3.39 wow. dB, and it's got a 5% on Rotten. And then it, it also shows more Why like they have 5%? That's too high. Well, that, that's the conservatives that we're watching. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro and the Daily Wire. I see this is the Barbie. Or as I call and, uh, him Ben Shapiro. Kendra. <laughs> yeah, what the hell is that? Barbie, Barbie and, Kendra. and Kendra. Is it Barbie and Ken? No, Barbie and Kendra. It, it looks oh. like a porn. I'm not it's gonna just, lie. It looks like Tiger a porn. King. Is it? No, no. I know what, what that is. I saw a cinema snob talk about it. What is it? And it is so stupid. The Corona Zombie Saga yes. continues. <laughs> free Zo- Joe Exotic. <laughs> it's a it's a free Joe Exotic film. No, this is a coro- This is a coronavirus zombie film. <laughs> yes. Oh man! This, you remember those old movies from this like the seventies? That's 70s? the second one. Yeah, you remember those old movies oh, from the seventies where it was like. You know, beautiful babes from outer space. Yeah. Like, this is kind yeah. of like, this is what this looks like. It says, after narrowly escaping the contagious catastrophe of the Corona Zombies, Ditsy American corona Beauty zombies. Barbies, Cody, Renee, Cameron, they and Kendra, Robin, Cindy, battle their deadliest foe yet. The corona Sounds zombies. like a really bad oh. sci-fi B-movie. Social distancing boredom is their biggest foe <laughs> yet. 
<laughs> I think we have to do a, Hooked on Jones watching a television show on about a man and his tigers on a nature channel. The two ladies hatch the perfect plan to save the tiger king himself. From the living rooms of L.A. to the wilds we of Africa. we got to do a rotten eggs on this. I'm going to see if it's on any of them. Yeah, the whole movie is them trying to... Uh, it says, our dynamic duo embark on a curve-flattering journey to free Joe Exotic from a fate worse than Carol Baskin. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> God. Oh, Jesus. Who thought this was... I don't think it anybody is. thought it was, it was a good idea. The, uh, but... Barbara and... Kendra? Yeah. I'm glad I don't know anyone in the film. So that, that makes me a little happy. I'm trying to think what would be on Netflix, maybe? Uh, no, it's not on Netflix. It's not on Amazon Prime. Uh, apparently Trump's in it. Yeah. What? Yes. <laughs> like, in an acting role? It, I, it might be, like, clips of him. I, th- I think that's what it is. Because, oh. man, if he was in this film, like, like what like, is this? script and everything? Oh, this would probably <laughs> no, be the best movie it. ever made. If they, oh, God, like, I could just imagine. We, I hereby pardon Joe Exotic. This isn't exactly a parody, but it's a comic look at Joe Exotic using old movies, redubbed, like Tiger Lily was, clips of Joe Exotic and the new footage of Barbie and Kendra. It doesn't deserve the bad reviews it's getting from people who don't even yeah. take the time to write a review. They likely haven't watched the film. You know, this is kind of off-topic, but mentioning Tiger King, there is a part in that documentary where um, one of his employees gets their arm yeah. ripped off by a tiger, and his first response is to get the medical jacket from inside, and <laughs> signifying him as the medic leader. Not, oh, are you okay? Just, nope, gotta get my jacket that says I'm a I'm a medical person here. I, like, I love that. Like, he was more concerned about his drip than the dripping of his employee's blood. And now this is this is the other film it's because this is another one that's up for Razzie as well. It's not. You have to buy it. Barbie and Kendra storm Area 51. Get ready as the dynamic duo turn on the TV and get tuned into a viral saga that takes them deep into the world Jesus. of Area 51, combining new footage with redubbed sci-fi cinema. This is the wackiest corona exploitation comedy yet. Why is this a thing? Although, Why are any I, of these a thing? I do want to see what their interpretation of Area 51 is. See, but my only thing against all those right there is is that those don't feel like actual like attempts at movies. Three hundred and sixty-five days had a budget, had was attempted to be made, and the fact that it was also written by a woman is. Well, could you watch it again with us? Here's a better thing. I actually would be very uncomfortable. Here's here's a better thing. I get exactly what you're saying, and I hundred percent agree because like. You have those a movie do not play in theaters. Well, what you're like these movies are com- clearly supposed to be parody, like like I said, like seventies, like you know the beautiful babes from outer space kind of movie, like one of those kind I of. I think you're making those actually, uh, like you're like you're making them actually feel worse because like there actually probably was attempts there in those ones. This one there is none. I've seen clips of them. Of these? Yes. The, the whatever? The, the I've, I've seen YouTube thing. people talk about them, and they look just like choply put together. They're just like, we're just going to do this and put it out there. It's like a high well, school. Uh, you know, I, can't, I guess I can't judge them because <laughs> I haven't seen them. Class. But, no, I agree. Like, you know, your 365 days, like, they actually, like you said, had a budget. Like, they knew what they were doing as a film. Like, it actually everything was in theater was for a week. Like, so there's... I mean, I would understand, like, why there's the difference there, because, like, these movies were probably direct-to-DVD, most likely. And I think that they're barely over an hour long. So, like, they're clearly not supposed to be, like, these are great films. Like, I, I don't think anyone was probably like, you know, we're making the best movie ever. Like, they're clearly it's basically what they want films. You, it's basically what Tommy Wiseau wants you to think that his intentions with the room were. Yeah, then you watch the extra room, and you're like, this is actually better. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, you know, I think that, you know, I agree with you on that. because This like, is my dark days. comedy film. It stars me and my girlfriend. We don't know how to act. <laughs> we have to make a movie now. <laughs> Shout out to Doug Walker. <clears throat> but the thing is, I already have, like, still a slew of ones in my run eggs. The next one I already have picked. And I get... Care to give us a preview? No. <laughs> no, we're not doing the... 
The, uh, the only one three. that has been released. Wait, it was it was most recently my birthday, so I want to choose the next Rotten Eggs. Yeah, how long will it be till that actually happens? <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> the only one that's in the works. You didn't get me a gift. <laughs> the only one that's in the works so far that I can know of that is kind of out in the open, that's been out in the open for a while, is Jack and Jill. So, oh, man. I have it at my house. and I, Why? Because I, I bought it for this specific reason. <laughs> oh. And he put it in the, it's in the corner, and it's got it's collecting paid, dust right now. I paid actual money Half for Half-price books, right? Yes, 100%. Yes, I did. No, no, I think I paid $2 for it. Well, that's because $2 I is too much. Well, I mean, yeah, 50 exactly. cents might suffice. That's exactly why I bought it, because this is... But See, I'm going to get payback. Later on, Ian has told me I'm getting payback, so... Yep, because I'm going to make you then watch Cats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and I think it's, it's a double-edged sword, and I mean, you know... But, you know, like, so, like, I think, so far... It, let, let's put it this way. I could watch Jack and Jill Cats again over 365 days. Wow. Okay. Jesus. I could actually watch both of those twice in one day. Oh, God. Over watching <laughs> oh, 30 God. minutes of 365 days. Well, the, like, way, the way you discuss 365 days, it's basically rape the movie. Yes. Jesus. It's, yeah. It's Christian Grey, but worse. <laughs> like, wow. if, if he was like, I'm actually not going to ask for your consent in this. No, he says... There's I not even a contract. It's I, like, I, I, I won't do anything that you won't want me to, while at the same time he's still groping her. Fuck. Yeah, and, and I, the, I always ask for consent as he's... Yeah, yeah. And, it's, okay, and, and then once he saves her five seconds after before she accidentally drowns herself, she just is like, okay! She gives herself to this. And she's in love she with him. Did, did he just look at him and be like, you owe me? Oh, oh, Jesus no, no. Christ. It was simply that they made, he saved, he saved her life now, and so she's now in love with him. That's, okay. that's what we call Stockholm Syndrome. That's, yeah, that's 100% what we call Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> but the beast from Beauty and the Beast was more respectable. <laughs> I mean, yeah, at least he gave her a, a nice little room to stay in and... <laughs> <laughs> nice little shack. No, I was talking about um, the Beast giving her, giving Belle a nice room. Yeah, yeah, she actually did have a nice room. Yeah, and and she was fed properly, and and it's a fantasy. Yeah, this is so close to real. <laughs> this is just like, like scary real, actually. Like this bro. is a bigger case for Stockholm syndrome than Beauty and the Beast ever was. Well, think about it. It's it's an offshoot of Fifty Shades of Grey. You're taking something that's already. Kind of garbage. Yeah, it's already fan fiction. It is fan it's fiction. It's literally that. fan fiction. It's fan fiction of fan fiction, fiction at this point now. So now I'm waiting to hear what ins- ins- has inspired by 365 days. These fans. It's just going to straight up be a film where a dude just comes on the screen and just. And this is why yeah. I say fan fiction ruins everything. I I, I don't you know I don't want to argue. Say that because, like, I'm sure there is some point where something was. Fifty made. Shades of Grey was already fan fiction of something terrible, yeah. Twilight, and then they decide to make a fan fiction of a fan fiction based on something terrible. I would argue that fan is fiction just is good in some senses because I've seen people that have came together and made like Pokemon games that are something that was completely just thought of on the internet. No, I'm talking about like just something that you find on like fanfiction.net where they like, like where they pair up like two people. It's like, "Oh, Captain America and Iron Man have sex." <laughs> yeah, one of those, yeah. It's no, it, even worse, like like you have yeah. fucking Woody I and can't... Rex. No, like I see Hey, were you were you in that one? Maybe. Did you put on a cowboy hat? No, I was a green villain. <laughs> <laughs> I was between the two. So would that make Russell Rex? Uh, oh, oh, no. Uh, so uh, fuck it, it, that one sucks. So, so from what started about the glitz and glamour of Oscars went to the Razzies and just the downward spiral and of just cinema. shooting the shit. Yeah. Well, no, I That's mean, what we've we gone here at Crazy Dream. So now we've already done a full circle back yeah. all the way back to Hollywood. Yeah. So, <laughs> what you are saying is true. I mean, 
Yeah. It's also just appropriate for that this is based off of 2020, so mm. there's only a few in here that aren't. So Yeah, you know, I, I really feel bad about the Oscars this year because, like, I feel like even then, like, some of the films have not got a fair shake. Whereas, like, you know, some of these films... <laughs> I did it in the chair, right? <laughs> I wouldn't expect you to pick so, up the microphone. Just hey, like, I could have done a Russell and lifted my leg, all right? <laughs> now that this room is tainted. For those of you that aren't sure, there was a fart. <laughs> oh, Continue. Oh, <laughs> oh, it smells too, bro. Fantastic. So, yeah, the, the one thing that I, you know, this year different than the others is... Purchase a premium it, subscription. To, <laughs> the fact that, like, smell the films... smell a vision ...got a fair swing, whereas in past years, you know, all well, the I films... Mean, that, the biggest compliment I'll give this one is this is the most diverse year. Well, a, a thing that they can do now is, like, it, a lot of these were done through streaming services. Yeah. So, like, that's a big thing. Netflix has the most nominated. Yeah, like, that's a huge thing that most of these are streaming. Like, this can can change the Oscars completely. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, the the, the thing is, I don't think people are maybe thinking about... Which is what everybody was worried about when Roma was up for Best Picture. Like, you know, the impact that this could make, because this year has been... And so, now that movies are starting to open up, and there's potential to be more theaters... Are we going to see more maybe lower some scale? Yeah, some actual competition. Not like, oh, what's going to win this year? Oh, five movies that I got played a ton. Yeah, like, you know, it's going to be, there might actually be some like lower budget films that get sent to Netflix or something that may actually get some limelight now. More specifically, A24. Yeah, A24. Very true. So, like, I'm, that's actually very hopeful in this aspect because I think that there is potential. Which actually, I think they made Minari. Yes, they did. Yeah. So, yeah. Horror one that was already thought of is up for Best Picture yep. for a drama. Yep. I, honestly, I hope, in, I hope it opens up the limelight for more horror movies to go for Best Picture. I well, mean, but also, if you think about it, if you got it your picking way, it would go Parasite and Minari. Yeah. Who would have thought that back-to-back? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, see, like, films. the past, I would say past five years has opened up to so much potential for the Oscars and it, like for a while it's been cookie cutter like you can almost uh, <laughs> there's been a few the past five years that weren't as <laughs> like that but that's my own no, I, I mean, <laughs> just like it's like just nothing just all categories opening up to maybe other options not just the mainstream mm-hmm. whereas like you know ten years ago I feel like I'm you didn't really have to even watch them because you kind of had a good idea who was going to win what. Like, they were very point blank of, like, their choices. You were talking about horror, I think, Get Out. It's starting that, something big. That, that was a good start. That, that opened up the door, I think, for horror. Yeah. I mean, think about it. The, the big, probably most notable, best picture, and I'm best actor, Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. yeah. Hopkins up for it again now. So... I mean, that's that's a big thing. Like, I would love to see it, that again one of these days. It, it's taken all the way from then to him to be here now. <sighs> the thing about the thing about Silence of the Lambs, though, is it's more of a drama than it it's, is it's a, a horror movie. It's a movie. thriller drama. Yeah, so, like, it's not like... Uh, whereas it, Get Out is specifically a horror film, I would say. It's, it's thriller, I, too. Yeah. I think the it's more the thing that those always slide away is that there is not a whole lot of blood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is some, especially one part in Silence of the Lambs, and then there's a couple of parts in Get Out. But if there's, like, bare minimum of blood, that's what automatically can counter it for potential to be on this platform. Well, it doesn't... It opens they, up for more. They, they still don't recognize a whole lot of things that will have a whole yeah. lot of blood. Other than... Other, unless it's a Quentin Tarantino movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's Quentin Tarantino, so... But... I think we can finally come to a close. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I like this. I like the just shooting the shit a little bit. We, we had a segment like that, I believe, at, at one point. We just, yeah. I haven't really returned to it. And it I was, like it how it like it was, flows it was, naturally, it, though, instead it was, of it just yeah. being like a planned segment. Yep. It, it was called free range. We've not done that in a while. Yeah, but that's because the problem was we jumped into it and like I, I don't think we had a, a structure. Well, but also because I also kind of like when there's not a structure. We just like yeah. just hang out and just. 
Well, but then because we finally all got back together again, it's kind of more natural. Had, we had to also though go back to the stuff that we weren't doing. We yeah, just rotten eggs. We weren't doing other stuff. And then we started this whole tournament now. Yeah, and which that, go back and listen. Yeah, because I because I whooped some ass on that, that last episode. Okay. <laughs> what? I did, didn't I not? Well, I'm just saying, the competitor is sitting right there. Yeah, I'm right. a little bit. And also, myself. now that we're not in the structure of the tournament, we try not to be the tournament now. See, a big thing, a big thing for me with free range was the fact that the problem was we talk about it so much mm-hmm. that, like, you're almost necessarily, not even necessarily repeating a conversation, like, thing, whereas... Now, like, since we have, haven't really been doing it as often, it's easier to maybe come back into a structure like that and talk about something. Like, and when I meant structure, I don't necessarily mean, like, everything. Like, now like, it's time like, to talk about this. Yeah, but maybe just, like, you know, have, like, certain spots where it's, like, throw in an idea. Like, have, like write down a couple ideas, then throw in that idea to start a discussion about that. And then you can kind of let everything free flow. Whereas if you just jump in, you're like, okay, it can get into rambling for, you know. Right. Yeah. So you don't want it to be like a cookie cutter kind of. Yeah, thing like just everything's for pre-planned. an hour for just blah, 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 and like not actually say anything. Well, again, though, we also have to always take account if we're going to do this sitting down together, we have to make sure that we're all available for that point. Yeah. That's a big thing, too. Yeah, we're just going to get together and just shoot the shit. It's it's easier to free flow when we're all together because it's more natural. just have a few drinks and shit. Yeah. (laughs) Drinks and shit. That's what we're going to call it. Well, to be fair. (laughs) To be fair. Hold on, you guys. i got to take a shit. Audience now. (sighs) That's Russell's campaign. If he was arrested, he'd come out and be like, I got to, and then he'd look at the point of the crowd. You just need a sound bite of Russell. Gotcha. Like, Not, any sound better, Russell. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think I got like, yeah, like Damon was just saying, like, if, if Russell had, like, a catchphrase, like, the audience would shout back, I gotta take a shit! And then it's just different everywhere he goes. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta. <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna, shit! <laughs> <laughs> Or either that or that's awesome. That's all, folks. <laughs> I mean, <yeah. laughs> that's all, folks. But uh, I think we can finally come to an end here. Yeah. How many times have we said that? <laughs> well, so please, like how Mr. Fargo mentioned, please go back and check out the crazy tournament, how it's been going. We'll have semifinals up at some point when it's convenient. Uh, we will have a future Rotten Eggs, because, like I said, I have the one picked. It's going next. This Trust me, it's deserving. If, if, <laughs> if you all love Rotten Eggs, don't ever get worried that we're never going to, like, we're ever going to just run out, because no. there is no shortage of horrible films. And honestly, I think we need to watch that, uh, <laughs> that, uh, My Pillow Guy documentary, because... I think so, too! That... Is going to be so painful. I did that. I just pandemic. I just recently watched one a couple of days ago. That was definitely going to be would have been on Rotten Eggs and Annihilation. Annihilation. But wait, but Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Annihilation. Because first time you told me that, I was like, yeah, yeah Annihilation. That's a great movie. And you're like, no, Mortal Kombat. I'm like, oh, well, there is a difference. <laughs> <laughs> one, but here's the thing. Also, Annihilation. The other one is a great movie. Annihilation, Mortal Kombat is a great one to have fun with. Yeah. <laughs> Which, funny enough, I actually just got that on Blu-ray. <laughs> um, so this but, is a good place to end, everybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Third time's the charm. Also working on classic reviews. Mm. Uh, but to uh, finally, I guess, sign off, Mr. Damon. Well, it was it was fun. It was good. I, I think we all, there's a lot of potential. I think we all have very good guesses on, you know, the Oscars. I think that there's good potential on really any of the films like this is such an up in the air year so uh i I think i think we're good i hope everyone had a good time discussing it's always fun to shoot the shit for sure Mm -hmm. and mr fargo i had a really good time uh just predicting the oscars and reacting to the razzies and you know just like damon said shooting shit 
Yeah, I had a blast. Um, the, no complaints for me. I just, you know, this is something I love to do, hang out with the guys, and it's cool we get to do it again. Saturdays are for the boys. Oh. Uh. Although that doesn't mean we're excluding any females. <laughs> Hold of you to assume that a female would want to hang out. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> hey, but those that think that, good on you. Um, god have mercy on your soul. Yeah, of course, as natural, I always have fun with this. I I run this, I started this whole thing up, so... If I had a horrible time, I'm just masochistic against myself big time. Well, yeah, why do you think I like rotten eggs so much? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ladies. I'm going to wait for this reaction from this one, so. Oh, boy. Oh, uh, but until then. I have a cliffhanger. See you guys next time. See ya.